You're listening to I Feel For You, and this is episode 72. I'm Dion, a writer, installation artist, yoga, somatic movement and embodiment facilitator, DJ, amongst other things. In short, I create events and experiences for the community to feel more space, more at home in their bodies and more free using modalities like art, sound, VR, nature, writing and feelings. So first off, thank you so much for listening to and supporting this podcast. Special shout out to my Patreon fam who helped make this possible. Thank you. And if anything resonates with you in this episode, please feel welcome to pass it on. Perhaps even share it with a friend. Maybe take a moment to like and review the show. It means so very much and I'd really appreciate it. Now on to today's episode, which is based on a piece I wrote on the 16th of February a few days ago. And I was reflecting on my 40th year and pondering why I get so energised around my birthday and wondering whether fear was motivating me. So we talk about ageing today and societal pressures as we grow older. And I share some insights gained from the trauma. I mean, learning moments and experiences that I've had long I hope that you'll find this an uplifting and hopeful episode. Sending you love and thank you so much for listening from this 41-year-old by the time you hear this. Thanks for supporting the show. I have one week left of being 40. And for some reason, I want to do everything. This is not new. This is my normal, whatever normal is. I start to come alive before my birthday. It happens sometime in the first week of February, part relief, part wow, did we really make it through winter? The hints from nature in their blooms are like little kisses of encouragement. And they're well received as I reminisce on winters in Norway where it could still be snowing in May. The audacity, darling. I wonder every year why it is that I get energised around this time. Is it fear driving me to want to do all the projects immediately? I mean, that's my general excitable state, to be honest, but there's an extra chug in my engine, propelling me to make and sign things off and launch. Last year was the Bloom programme, for example. Shout out to those of you who joined. And the year before, I can't remember, but no doubt I went above and beyond and burned out after exhaling it into the ether. I have to be careful. The lofty dreams that have been harboured carefully in dozens of notebooks and refined over the years, but sit ready to be given to the world. But wait, not just yet, because questions rattle out like, who really needs this? Or who's even interested in it existing? Or oh, I've left it too many years now and now it's too late because someone else has done it and I wouldn't ever want them to feel weird or like I copied them in any way, etc. Am I scared of ageing? I really examine this, extra sensitive to my bias as I was raised in a household that feared getting older, dreaded it. I remember my mum turning 25 and her crying and my eight-year-old eyes wide and confused. Should I be crying on birthdays too? Funny to reflect too on my own dread of making a fuss on a birthday over the years, preferring to slip into anonymity of the event. But it's not dread about age, it's about not knowing what to do when people show they care, so freezing in disbelief, as it must be a joke, surely. 
I've been really sad on many birthdays, particularly since moving to Norway, I think. Editor's note, I found an old blog post and I am quite simply a broken record. Toot toot. I'm going to link it for you in the show notes. It's called Smiling Politely Whilst Resisting a Howl, where I'm talking about this same topic just 10 years before. The loneliness cuts so deep, but also, you know, the bullying, racism, discrimination, poverty, subsequent trauma and depression, and eight months of winter. And if you want a little snapshot into my life in Norway, I kept a blog while I was there. I couldn't be completely honest about everything that was going on. It was honest, but I couldn't talk about everything that was going on because there was a lot, darling. But if you're interested, I've linked four blog posts that specifically touch on some of those things mentioned that I was moving through. It's kind of sad to read them, actually. I feel a little bit of grief even thinking about it because... Yeah, I was all alone and there wasn't really support, you know. Anyway, Norway gave space for everything to come to a head. And since being in the UK, it's been a long road of recovering from the trauma and learning to live with the wonkiness of an autoimmune disorder due to the subsequent stress of it all. Cheers. I don't think I fear ageing. I think my engine chug at this time of year is more about the fact that I'm amazed I'm actually still alive. It's like I wasn't supposed to make it this far. And so this new lease of life is a reminder of the excitement and privilege of ageing and how we're ever blossoming. Please excuse the analogies. Even though I realise I'm constantly reminded by others on the perils of ageing, mostly those younger who look at me incredulously that I'm that old with a sneer which writes off anyone over 30. Bless. 30 is the danger age. I'm using inverted commas. I think we can all relate to that though, can't we? Whether we've been there or not yet. Particularly if you identify as a woman and are viewed through the heteronormative gaze of expectation. And even if you don't, messaging makes clear that youth is valued in the mechanisms that support the means of production. As seen in societal's ridiculous pressure with 30 under 30 lists, heralding young milio-billionaires aspirational and the consequential harm to those who are squeezed even further to the edges, just a shrug and it's a every man for themselves. And the rags to riches conditioning to shame those not born into money. This linear, capitalist, competitive, ageist, ableist, classist, transphobic, racist, sexist, I'll sleep when I'm dead disembodied, land-grabbing, land and body-owning and extracting, supremacist roars from the colonial hymn sheet are exhausting to behold and impossible not to bump up against. Hi, it me, and decolonisation is a process I expect to be untangling for the rest of my lifetime. I think we can all agree that much of the vibes here don't feel excellent, but boy, is there opportunity here for other ways of being? A pause to imagine that. Then there's the energetic soup of turning 30, the more subtle but doesn't feel so subtle Saturn Returns, which has been lighting your ass on fire the years before. I felt it too. Moved countries, but to be honest, this was happening around every two years anyway. And starting again, anew, again and again, as before. Not unusual in my lifetime. 
But although something is new, it's always continuous, right? I mean, if I can dare to squeeze a cheesy nugget of recognition that we are ever spiralling, hopefully not always downward though, loops and cycles revisit us sequentially, sometimes with a kiss on the forehead, others with a you gone learn today meme. If you're not sure of what that is, do check the show notes. Sometimes it's simultaneous, others an oscillation. And so it is with each year. If we measure it according to the Gregorian calendar at least, a year is a year, a day is a day. All valuable. We move. But really, we're always in transition. At least, I hope to be in many ways. Growth, yeah, I'm doing the meme. That's what I mean. But hopefully, not so much of that agonising growth for now, thanks. I'm amazed I've made it here. So many I've met along the road didn't. I relish ageing. I think Ethel, my alter ego, have you met her? If not, I'll introduce you in the show notes. But she's a testimony to the respect and awe I have for growing older. The wisdom it gives us, if we're lucky at least. I don't want to be riddled with shame and regret at all the mistakes that have made us and give opportunity for learning. And Ethel makes me hopeful of the glamour I might finally acquire someday as I age. A dollop of chintz and a heel click of pizzazz, darling. Mostly, though, inhabiting this meat suit with as much grace and kindness and humility I can muster. And ever learning and forgiving myself for my mistakes. I'm excited for 41. It's not been the year I expected. Was it for any of us? And I can't bear to listen to the podcast I made this time last year. Oh yeah, I forgot. I made that on my engine chug charge too. Recalling all the grand plans. But I'll link it for you in the show notes in case you want to loll at me. It's called What Do You Really Want? Dreams for My 40th Year. And it's episode 40 of I Feel For You. This was to be my 40th year, where I, for once, allowed the pomp and fuss in that I finally got to choose what I wanted to do with this day and year ahead. This was the moment after decades of grafting that I was making a long-term dream happen, where I was to return to the Caribbean to live for part of the year, finally find a place to call home on land stewarded by my ancestors, treading and tending to the earth, my roots, giving my bottomless chakra a place to land. Side note, funny human design story here from 2002 to insert, but feels a bit niche, so maybe for another day, perhaps? Let me know if you're interested. Also in my 40th year, our art installation for rest was due to be touring through various countries. As you might know, it opened in January, and we were lucky enough to have it up for about a month in Brina in Norway. There's a podcast about that too. If you're interested, I'll link it for you in the show notes. But during my 40th year, we were going to be touring it through the spring, summer and autumn with lots of community workshops and exciting connected projects. A stint in LA for a project, etc, etc. You know, the stories, dreams, hopes and plans, eh? I guess it wasn't meant to be. It is what it is, as they say. I was hoping to cultivate more intimacy in my relationships. Practice the two-way flow. I signed up for an online women's circle because I was too afraid to transfer my own in real life ones to the digital realm and put them out there for so many years. Side note, I also still believe both things can coexist simultaneously. That is being a part of a women's circle as well as run spaces. But 
I also wanted to practice being in a space that I wasn't holding for others, as I recognised how imbalanced things had become. Again, my conditioning to serve and put others first before self, always. Do you feel me? That February of 2020, so hopeful, so full of promise. Also in my 40th year, I'd promised myself to indulge in joy, unbridled. And if you know me, one of my most joyful activities is roller skating. And I did just that to celebrate this 40th milestone. That is after I realised, after waiting three months for an invoice to be paid, that I actually couldn't make it to the Caribbean, which I guess worked out for the best. I mean, I certainly would have been stuck there during all of this. I'm waving into the ether of 2020. But I try not to dwell too much on that either because the grief gallops up my throat in thinking that actually it wouldn't have been such a bad thing to have been stuck in the Caribbean. Then I also remind myself, hey now, there really is no point in wondering what if unless it's inviting possibility to actually explore something. Less doting on what's lost because it just is. So we stay present and hopefully not overwhelmed. You know what I mean? So, what have I learned in my 40th year? I had to do a turn around the cramped flat to ponder this one, for I still don't see age as linear. I mean, it's nice to honour dates and things if that's your bag, but I think you know I don't see it as a one day to recognise an age. It's a whole other turn around the sum. But for the sake of this exercise, I think I've learned to trust in my own pace of things, even with things I've put off doing. Through fear or worry, it won't be received. I think it's easy to feel regret, part of that capitalist drive to be immediate and effective and produce now, now, now. I can see that what is meant for you is always for you. And I'm not talking about competitiveness here, but that's a good example though. I can see that I've always trusted and felt there is space for each of us and believe that it's possible to be in community with people where we lift each other up and all flourish. I'm not claiming this is what I always experience, because I'm often met by many as being provoking, a confrontational catalyst for them, and many times this has left me confused as, well, I'm just here minding my business and also really shy, but it's not even that. You know the stories I hear on how my presence seems to even offend people. Presence, face, whatever. I don't even know what to do or say about that. I understand I want to have an impact on this planet, but that also means that sometimes I feel a brute force of weird competitive vibes which I've never understood because I'm not in competition with anybody. But at my big age, I understand the insecurity of where their competitiveness might stem from and my own insecurity and worrying I've done something to invite this. And on that, I've learned that I can't control how people receive me and others' insecurities that might play out as them needing to show me their enoughness or meanness or assumptions that are self-serving and mean-spirited or simply plagiarism. But I've also learned to not take these burns too much to heart, to manage my own energy and continue to strive to build and create spaces where I hope people can feel more free, but also celebrate our connection with each other, respectful of our own journeys on this rock in space together. Because systems of oppression seek to divide and create competition, lack, unhappiness with our own lot, dissatisfaction with ourselves, worry about age, 
ranking of people, superiority of some, lack in others, othering. What a sadness. But I've always been about that liberation energy, baby. Not saying that in a way that makes me done at all. Rather, I'm chatting with my five-year-old self who always knew and felt what it was. I know and believe unification is a stronger force and taking care of each other while celebrating our diversity is very healing. And sometimes you need to remove yourself from situations, places, people, relationships in order to preserve your own energy. But I'm also learning we can't do everything alone. And I'm still stumbling and falling here and still hiding, but trying to do that less. Recognizing the full circle moments in understanding this behavior and where it came from. Holding space for the seeds of survival and coping mechanisms that baby Dion adopted. She did what she had to do. I'm surrendering to it all. After decades of living hand to mouth, as someone close to me once scorned, this was finally a year I could plan and be where I wanted to physically, back in the Caribbean. This, I realise, was not my path. Ha! And so, to be as present as possible with what's here now. To be grateful for the internets and connection and community I can feel through this ether. To be grateful for the roof overhead, rather than wishing constantly I wish I was somewhere else, and I try to do it less. But I also allow myself the odd grumble whine, and I hate it here because, loves, this island... Anyway, (laughs) help. I am ever working on it, this human experience. And I'm grateful for you for listening and not expecting a neat bow to tie all this up with. Okay, okay, I will. What have I learned? I'm still learning and hope to long continue. Oh, and I started a new blog because... It's just who I am and my Gemini moon told me so. So if you like to rummage, feel welcome to meet me there. I'll link you in the show notes. I've also got links to some old blog posts I mentioned earlier and any references I've made to links, they'll all be in the show notes. You can find them if you go to ifeelforyoupodcast.com and this is episode 72. And again, a reminder that... On my birthday, I'm officially launching the Bloom Spring Workshop. So if you've always wanted to come and join me in Norway for these, I've been running them for a number of years now. But if you've ever wanted to come, but obviously just not been able to, because, you know, the flights and the distance and so on, I'm moving them online. I know, I didn't think this would happen, but, you know, here we are, we move. So if you want to join, do check out the show notes where I will link you to all the details and I really hope you can make it. It's going to be a vibe, we're turning it into a kind of mini retreat and it's going to be happening over the spring equinox weekend. That's 19th, 20th and 21st of March 2021. So I really hope you can join. If the time zone doesn't work out, there's replays available, but I've also tried to plan so that there is hopefully something for everybody there. And I'm really excited. So I look forward to us continuing to bloom together always oh that was so cheesy and I didn't mean that to come out but you know (laughs) here's to blooming what's that quote about a flower a flower doesn't compete with the flower growing next to it it just blooms regardless or some like that but you know what I mean (laughs) may we all bloom for goodness sakes I'm sending so much love and appreciation 